0: Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles, That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles.
1: God bless you and welcome back to the program again today. Uh, We are coming to the conclusion of the series that we've been teaching on the book of Hebrews. Today we're going to talk about Hebrews 13. I don't know if we can finish in one program. If not, we're going to come to the concluding remarks. I really trust you've been blessed by this series we've done on the book of Hebrews. It's one of the most incredible treaties of New Covenant realities, I believe, that you can find anywhere. It was written to Hebrews, who were really crossing over out of an Old Covenant into the New Covenant. And he begins to tell them that, uh, you know, everything about this New Covenant is better. It's got better promises, better blood, it's a better priesthood, it's better than Moses, it's better than Aaron, it's better than Joshua, it's better than Levi, it's a better tabernacle, it's better blood, it's better blood than Abel, it's a better faith, it's a better uh, you know, everything about it is better. And then several times in there it uses a more excellent way, a more excellent ministry. Everything about it is about this shift from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. We just finished the 12th chapter of Hebrews and we were talking about how it really begins to, begins the summation of it. I say we need to look away from all of this and look unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith because the whole book of Hebrews is about the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. For the last probably I don't know, 14 weeks. I've had my oldest son Jeremy on the program with me. He's going to finish with me in concluding remarks. It's always great to have him on the set. It's nice to have you. Uh, You've been blessed, I know, by his ministry. There'll be information on the screen uh, about their ministry and where they're from and where their church is at. He pastors a church in Winchester, Virginia called Word That Frees, and truly he preaches a word that does free. If you are in the Winchester area, you owe yourself to go by a service and be with them. If you want to be with us in one of our services, simply go to my website and you will see uh, our itinerary there, as well as you'll be able to go back and watch any of the archived programs we've done on the book of Hebrews. Is there on our YouTube channel, it's also there on our podcast, it's also there for an Android device. Simply go go to my website, and there are direct links there to get you there. But we're coming to the final chapter of the book of Hebrews, and last week we talked about, you know, we've come to Mount Zion. We contrasted that to the fact that you've not come to Mount Sinai, blackness and darkness and fear and trembling. You did not come to a God who says, stay away. But you have come. You're not marching to, you have come to Mount Zion, and you've come to the city of the living God. Yep. In Hebrews 11, Abraham was looking for a city. and Hebrews 12, the cities of people were what He was looking for. Uh, You know, uh, in other words, there's such powerful contrast here, and He goes on to say that there was a word that was released from Heaven that shook everything that can be shaken. It was the word that flowed from Mount Zion, the word that flowed from the New Covenant that shook everything that could be shaken. That's not about some future destruction. It was about what was happening to these first century Hebrews, is the Word was shaking everything that could be shaken, because everything was about to be removed of that old covenant system. Not one stone was going to be left upon another that would not be thrown down. The temple was about to be destroyed, and they couldn't go back to Judaism if they would have wanted to. While they were tempted in Hebrews, God so dismantled that system that they could not go back to it, even though they wanted to. So we come to the 13th chapter, and He says, let brotherly, love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourself also in the body. So he's reminding them now, again, bring your mind to the audience relevance. He's saying to them, in this first century, Listen, man, don't, and and of course it applies to us as well, but it was written not to us, but for us. It was written to these Hebrews, and He's saying, listen, now that we're not under this old covenant, what has to prevail is brotherly love, because this new commandment I give you, Jesus said, that you love one another. That's the fulfillment of the law and the prophets is yeah. that you love one another, and he's telling you know uh, remember people that are in bonds is bound with them or with them that suffer adversity is being also in adversity and and he's going on down through this list of talking about things. I've seen you wanted to say yeah. something in the middle. That's so all. Let you go ahead.
0: You know he he said also you know where there is neither uh, Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, male nor female, um, that it's during this time, you know, for us, that's, we've heard that scripture preached a lot. And even in this, you know, things like, uh, you know, uh, remember those that are in bonds, you know, like you were there and those that are suffering just like it was you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, he'll say something about, you know, the marriage, marriage is honorable and the, and the marriage bed undefiled. And these, you know, these things to us are things that we've heard. And, and it's almost, it's, it's common things for us. Yeah. But this was revolutionary for the time they were living in, that, you know, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's neither bond nor free. Yeah. I mean, those things, these are classes that at this time are so heavily separated and that are so heavily, you know, women, you know, were uh, almost as much, you know, retreat almost as much as slaves were, you know, as property and not really respected. We're living in a culture now where women are equal with men. Yeah. You know, we don't have slavery. Yep. Uh, You know, that 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 really we don't see you know, especially you know in our culture today it's nothing to see people from different ethnic backgrounds in your day-to-day life just walking down the street you know and and, and they're having you know the same rights the same uh, access to the things that we do you know and so but the reason that what the reason that is the way it is today is because there was a seed of the kingdom that was planted during this time yep and it was revolutionary at this time. This was, I mean, this really was a challenge to thinking in this moment in time, you know? And so, you know, when you think, when you talk about, well, just from a natural perspective to say, well, the kingdom of God is still yet to come and hasn't come, well, it's come. Because even from a natural perspective, we see the change that has taken place in the earth because these men, Begin to take a stand and then go back, you know, because the whole warning to them is, don't go back to Judaism, don't go back to that to that old covenant system, because all that's going to do is complete is going to continue to perpetuate a classism. It's going to continue to perpetuate where there's a uh, no equality, there's no freedom. That you're always going to be in some form of bondage or another. Whereas if you hold this profession of faith, it's going to begin. It's not just going to be something that, 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 that uh, just changes the moment. It's going to be something that completely changes the whole world. It wasn't just for even... It didn't just change one location. I mean, we're 2,000 years later. It's still changing us. I mean, it's when Martin Luther gave, got up and, and talked about his I Have a Dream speech... He talked about, you know, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, mm-hmm. that all men are created equal, mm-hmm. and he's using these things from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So even that had, so so the word, you know, we talked about the word a couple weeks, I think it was last. Even that word was powerful. That when Martin Luther spoke that, it was a powerful word that began to break and dismantle even some segregation and racism that was taking place in that time, and it still is. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't with a fight. It wasn't with, uh, you know, arms. It was simply by. Here's what the kingdom of God is like. He began to, you know, he began to preach the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God began to manifest. There are things in our world that are simple to change just by simply preaching the kingdom of God and seeing it manifest in the earth. And it, like I said, there are things that we preach. I mean, I'm sure the people listening to you week after week, and especially since we've been on, have heard things that have shaken their world and have been completely revolutionary our way of thinking they've not thought of before but I'm telling you what the more the kingdom of God's preach it gets into things and it begins to make sense and it, it becomes easy to begin to apply it to a world and mm-hmm. so you know you're talking about you know and he's talking about let brotherly love continue and uh, I mean they I mean really and that in that moment in time
1: their brothers are turning against and, and even we are saying let marriage is honorable no it's a culture of honor that's even among marriage that wasn't there before, yeah you know.
0: and so this is revolutionary that's t- this is something that, that, you know, for us, it's common ground and it, that does, you know, it just seems like, well, that's, that, that's common ground, love your brother, you know, uh, you, you, you think about people that are going through something and have some yep, compassion yep. for them, that's common ground for us, but that wasn't common ground at this time. Yep. The reason it's common ground for us is because somebody stood in the midst of this and, and, and the kingdom of God, the reason is common ground is because the Kingdom of God is subduing the whole earth. It, it, it's subduing it's our It's
1: more in our culture than people I think realize it is. Yeah. It's more, the Gospel, right or wrong, what we preach affects our culture. Yep. We don't really realize how much what we believe affects politics, how we handle things in the Middle East, how we govern ourselves, what our our culture looks like is yep. still affected by what we preach, good or bad. Yeah. You know, that's why it's important what you believe and what you preach, you know. But he goes on to say here, you know, and I, I don't know if I'm taking it from no, no, here or not, no, you're but fine, huh? he said, let your conversation be without covetous. Of course, this word conversation in King James doesn't mean what you talk about. It means your lifestyle. Let your lifestyle be without covetous, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, that we may so boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man will do to me. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their lifestyle. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's really talking about even in this context here, uh, let your lifestyle be one of honor. Mm -hmm. You know, I preached, uh, I hope he wouldn't mind me mentioning this, but I preached uh, about 18 months ago, I believe it was, with Danny Silk and he's got such incredible stuff on the culture of honor. Highly recommended if you're listening Danny I'm giving you a shout out but we did a conference together back some time ago and he's talked about a culture of honor, and how that affects your marriage, how it affects your children, how it affects your church and how they deal with circumstances, you know, circumstances even in their church from a culture you know of honor, and so when he's talking about this, he's really talking about a respect that's coming from a mutual brotherhood, yeah. and from not trying to be one-upmanship and yeah. coveting yeah. one another. That this really new covenant puts you on even ground. Yeah. It doesn't let you see yourself better than any yeah. other ethnic group. It it, it diffuses racism. Yeah. It, dif- it 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 diffuses you know prejudice. It diffuses classes. You know. You know, and, and he's, he's saying that not on the basis of this is just something you perform as an act. He's saying that we can boldly say the Lord, the Lord is my helper, helper. I will not fear what men can do to me. Of course, that's in the context of them being persecuted and stuff like that. But he said, you know, just remembering that, you know, he said to you, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So it's the Lord in us working. that's really, he's kind of kind of bringing all this again to a conclusion by saying mm-hmm. it's really the Lord working in us to produce yep. that, you know, yep. and to bring about that kind of a culture even in and, our lives. And here's what the kingdom looks like. Yeah,
0: Here's what it looks like. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you, I talk about, you know, the kingdom, and I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking from chapter 11 about, you know the presence of god showing up in my living room uh, just by watching cartoons with my daughter yeah that's a moment where the presence of god yeah. is there the whole you know there there was a ho- that was a holy moment you know but even from this you know uh, talking about marriage and, and the and 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 uh the culture of honor and things you know that that how far we've come where you know really you know when i my and in, in my own marriage my my wife sees me as the head mm-hmm of the house, you know, but not, not, there's never a time where I'm, I, I stand up in our house and, Dominate. I'm, I'm yeah. the dominant, you know, and this yeah. is how it's going to be. It really is like, she, she respects that I, I'm, I'm leading us somewhere, but in the same, the reason what brings that respect is that I look at her as my equal. Yeah. I look at her as my partner, my helpmeet, that we're yeah. on this journey together, and so what brings our marriage together is that we're not trying to, not, you know, people say, well, you wears the pants in your family. You know, and, 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 uh. You All know,
1: that does stir up rebellion. Yeah, and it, and it's, it's
0: almost like a strong, you know, it's almost like a fight, especially in our culture anymore. It's like a fight on who's got control of this, mm-hmm. you know. Rather than really seeing, man, we're the, the 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 kingdom is meant to flow in both of us. That there's an equality that's brought there. Mm-hmm. What'll make marriage work? What'll make families work? Is when you come together and realize, let the kingdom. In yep. other words, let the kingdom operate in us. Yeah, yep. You know, let this. You know, and he's really let, giving the yeah. here. You know, so he's even as he's ending chapter thirteen, he's saying, "Don't turn back to this old thing." That, that, that's that's falling off the scene here's you know, this is what's going to give you an and incredible life. And, and watch the, and, and here's how it works and watch this because it's going to be incredible when the kingdom begins to manifest and work in our lives it's going to put you yep. know it's going to make things a whole lot easier and a whole lot better where there's not going to be a bond or freedom yep. there's not going to yep. be you know there, it's, it yep. really is the kingdom and again the, the, here's the thing that I think is amazing is that we can see this manifesting in our earth today. And it's been through men preaching the gospel and, and manifesting yeah. the the kingdom yeah. of God in the earth that's really brought us to the place. You know, everybody thinks we're so enlightened and we're so, you know, look how far we are, especially in America, look how far and, and, and forward-thinking, forward-thinking we, are. Thinking we are. What's gotten us to this place is the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. Some men who took some stripes upon their back and believed it under blood to bring it to us. That yeah. we, you know, in our country, you know, I, I talk about... You know, uh, you know, in our country alone, I, I don't have to be afraid to put out a church sign. You know, I don't have to be afraid to say, we're we're a Christian church here. We're preaching the gospel here. I don't have to be afraid to do that and think when I walk out the door, somebody's going to be there yep. to kill me. I can boldly do that because men preached the gospel and did shed some yep. blood to bring that about. Yep. But the more the kingdom is preached, the more the kingdom operates, the easier... It gets, and the bigger freedom, yep. This country really is a, whether whether you like it or not, this country really is on the foundation of, of th- an operation of the kingdom. Yep. You know, it operates yep. because there were Christian men that built something and said, "Here's There's principles, here's you know, the principles work. of the kingdom, yep. and these principles work." And I mean, these
1: principles they work the, for believers or unbelievers.
0: These principles of the kingdom will work in your home, you know, yep. for your finances, your your wife, business, your children, all these things. It will work in your business. It will work in your government. It will work in every aspect because the kingdom is meant not just for our church services. Yep. The kingdom is meant to be a part of our Disciple whole life.
1: nations, yeah. And, yeah,
0: and our whole world. That's, yep. it, it's, it's what infiltrates, yep. and, and, and it's like leaven yep. it gets in there and it affects the whole loaf. That's what the kingdom of God is like. It begins to affect everything that's around. I mean, and, and the truth of the matter is, even after Martin Luther's uh, Reformation, it did affect business, it did affect yep. families, it did affect governments, yep. and, 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 and it
1: still is. Actually marriage became honorable again then because, no. they, you know, what, what Luther began to preach is, one of the things he preached in the Reformation is that you could glorify God, not just in the context of a religious setting, with like being a monk, or a priest, or a painting, you know, pictures on the chapel walls that are religious, that, that, uh, that uh, honoring your wife in a marriage, and serving each other gave life meaning in the context of faith, and you could glorify God in that way. That's when art began to expand, that's when music began. A lot of the great music pieces and a lot of the great artistry came out of that era, and it was a direct result of the Reformation, you know. But so all of that has been a restoration again as marriage was, a matter of fact when when Luther married, you know, he was a monk who, a priest who married a nun. And when they got married it was so against what the church preached that they thought that they were going to give birth to the Antichrist because, mm-hmm. you know, here's a, I mean you thought exactly the opposite. If a monk's marrying a nun, they're going to give birth to something that's more than an Antichrist. <laughs> but nevertheless, in the context of faith, see people need to understand that life has meaning in the context of faith, whether it's your normal everyday life, serving your wife, serving your children, raising them right, being honest in your business, loving one another, is the kingdom. That's the, it's the peace and the joy. You know, one thing that personally for me, I was thinking while you was telling that, I was thinking about my first year marriage and being under the legalism of all of this stuff of, boy, you better get that woman in control. You better show her who wears the pants in that family. You better take authority in that house. Well let me tell you, that really stirs up a fight. And in my first year of marriage, you know, I've st- I'm, a, I'm a, you know, this woman's going to submit to me, and so we, we, me, me and my wife, and she probably hate me for telling this on TV, but it helps me, people. Yeah. I mean, we got, you know, we didn't hit each other and all that kind of stuff, but we, we slammed doors and we broke, you know, glass and we slammed stuff down and we just went. To, I mean, it was literally. And I remember one particular time that we just kind of, you know, and I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to. You need to submit. And we, what's really bad about it is Christians fight with. The Word. So I'm throwing the sword at her. Woman, the Word of God says you need to obey Mm -hmm. me and you know, my prayers are being hindered because you won't come into order, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I'm putting the Word. But see, (laughs) that's what's terrible is we use the Word of God to fight with our spouses, yeah. and while I'm in the middle of this fight, of course, I remember we went to service that night, and I told you, I said you were just little then, uh, I guess it wasn't in our first marriage because you were you were on the scene. Yeah, yeah. It was about two years old or maybe three, and and uh, it was, but it was in our first years, and uh, when we went in church, Papa said, "Hey, Jeremy, how's your day going?" And I told you, now when you get to church, just keep your mm-hmm. mouth shut and you got it. he said boy we've been through rough day today we fought we have just carried on till we knocked the glass out of the door mm-hmm. and my dad just laughed and, and said oh boy cuz you spilled the beans on the whole thing but i remember you know we were slamming stuff and and uh, my wife slammed the door knocked the glass out of the, the the entry door and I thought oh man i was so mad i could spit nails but i thought no nope, i'm just going to calm down and go get a piece of glass fix that door So I went got that piece of glass, went to fix the door, and that glass was about a quarter of an inch too long, and I needed to cut it again. So when I cut it, I busted that piece of glass, and man, I busted it, I was so mad. And while I was in the middle of that, angry at her and fixing this door, the Holy Spirit said to me, you preach to her, woman obey your husband, you know, wives obey your husbands. But you didn't read the rest of it. It said husbands love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might present her to Himself, not having spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. And, and the Lord said to me, that's the key to her submitting to you, is love her enough to give yourself for her. I said, Lord, you know I love her. I love her enough that I'd protect her if somebody was trying to break in here, and I would go to the door, and I'd, you know, take care of whatever the intruder was. And the Lord said, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about loving her enough to recognize She just spent all day cleaning this house. So take your shoes off at the door like she wants you to. That's laying down your life for her. That's loving her enough to say what you did was valuable. That was an honor to her, see. And see, what she was really looking for was not so much to win a fight. She was looking for me to realize listen, I've worked hard too, and I deserve to be recognized for doing this. And and when I started seeing that that was the key to it, to love your wife enough to lay down your life for her, to hang up your clothes. Yep to clean up behind yourself a little bit. Now she's still just such a blessing to me. I mean, she I told her she's made a helpless cripple out of me because she just t- takes care of me like somebody else. I sent her a Mother's Day card this week and, and our, on Mother's Day, and I said, you know, you've raised three wonderful children. She said, three? I said, yeah, Jeremy, Jason, and me. <laughs> I never left home. Yep. And so uh, she, she laughed about that. But what happens is, is the moment I started loving her, in that way, enough to lay down my life in a practical way, the response that came from her was the honor and the submission that I was trying to force from her. So that's what he's talking about, is this new covenant has a practical thing that when you serve one another with brotherly love, when you realize this is honorable, and this is the conversation, is what King James uses the word conversation, but this is the lifestyle You know, that that is is an outgoing manifestation of the kingdom of God, then, you know, what happens is, as it begins to produce on a very practical level the kingdom of God in your life. And the first thing you know is, you know, our marriage now is, we've been married 42 years, 42 years. And uh, our marriage is awesome. I mean, I just yeah. seem to be with her as I would be with anybody else. She's my golf partner. She's my, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everything. And so, you know, you really uh, find, and, it, and, and, and the fussing and fighting is almost history. I'm not saying yeah. we never have, you know, f- frustration or stresses, but mostly it's over external stuff. Yeah. Usually we're hungry. Usually we're hungry. <laughs> Get me a sandwich and I'm going to be, <laughs> we're hangry, right? Yeah. <laughs> but
0: it really produces that kind of a culture. Yep. You know, and even when you talk about, like, Where the kingdom operates, when you allow this kingdom operation inside of you in everything you do, I mean, if you want a promotion at work, see, let them see you're honest. Yeah. See, you're going to work for them. Do what you're supposed to do. You know, put in the hard days work and. Uh, you know because what happens is when employers look and say you know what well, this guy is always honest yeah he's always here he's I always, can count him to be on yeah. on him you know he's yeah. not just out for himself right but he's you know he's doing what the company needs it's to. not actually from covetous where this even talks about you yeah. know not yeah, yeah. you know so then it, all of a sudden then the the, the promotions come the yeah. then the money comes you know and the thing is too is we live our life here's the thing as well as we realize too that our blessings come from the lord mm-hmm so if we're living our life unto the kingdom, even if nobody else, because we go, well, nobody else, I'm trying to live a good life. It seems like nobody recognizes it. But the thing is, is like, even if nobody else recognizes it, the it's still yielding fruit. The, the kingdom, the kingdom kingdom does. Yeah. And it's still yielding fruit. And so, you know, there's, there is a, there is a blessing to this, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, here's the thing we hear even this, you know, that, uh, well, um, we're not under, we're not under the old covenant, so there's we don't have to tithe no more. But that's absolutely true. But there are still principles of the kingdom that operate. That when you give, it shall be given mm. unto you. Yep. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not under a law to give, there's still blessing to be given. So yeah. well, you know the reason I give is because you know uh, I'm blessed. Yep. You know, and, it, and it's just perpetual because the more, you know, I'm blessed, so I'm given, and the more I'm given, the more I'm being blessed, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not giving to be blessed, but it's coming. And so the more I'm being blessed, and yeah. I told the Lord when I was a young kid, I said, Lord, if, if, if you bless me, I'll bless the kingdom. And I'm telling you what, the Lord has blessed me, and I'm able to be a blessing to the kingdom. I, and, and to me, and it's a joy. It's, I love being able to yeah. do this. Yeah. this is, in other words, the kingdom life is something that begins to flow out of us and it, it, it affects the world around us and affects our own world and it's completely different than how, it, it may be a completely way of thinking than we see happening in the world. But this was a completely different cultural change that was taking place in their day. I mean, it was uh, something brand new yeah. that they had, uh, that, that that hadn't happened before. It completely changed their culture. But the world today is affected because of this. Yep. Our lives are affected. We are living in a country of freedom today because these men began to give an example. Now, did it happen overnight? No. But the more they began to live it, the more it began to change all the things around us. And it still is. It's still changing the world. You want to change the world, begin to live in this kingdom life. Yep. Begin to allow the life of the kingdom to operate in everything you yep. do. Love your wife, love your children. Yep. Show the, you know, get, begin to show the love of God in your community. Begin to bless those and help people in need. Begin to you know, remember people that are in bonds, like you were there. Yep. You know, and Have a mind change that has compassion for people. That's the kingdom operating, and that's really what changes the world.
1: Yep, absolutely is. And we're about to run out of time again, but he you know, goes on to say Jesus Christ is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. So while He did it before, He distilled the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, you know, and uh, He he goes on even to talk about this culture of honor, verse 7, remember them that have the rule over you, have spoken unto you the Word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation or their lifestyle, even teaches you how to respect the leaders in your church. Or in your world. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and those that have the rule of whether they're government officials or or they're pastors, you know. But especially here he's talking about those who have spoken the Word of God over you, you know, to honor them. I think that's one of the things we've lost a little bit in the church is honoring leaders and men of God and pastors who really pour their life out. If you've ever been raised in a ministry home and you've, uh, today is probably one of the roughest times to be in ministry because it's just a culture that doesn't have any honor. But I believe God's restoring that. Yeah. We're just about ready to run out of time, and uh, we're going to probably do one more program yet on this uh, 13th chapter of Hebrews. I trust you're enjoying what we've been sharing. Uh, if you are, uh, you know, we want to give you opportunity to sow into the word that you're hearing and to honor. honor The word honor, uh, you know, where it says, you know, give honor where honor is due, is really has to do with monetary things. That's the word we get honorarium from. So if you want to honor what you're hearing, you can go to our website and give via check or, well, you can give uh credit card or debit card there. You can actually um, uh, sign up there for a monthly debit if you'd like to become a partner with our ministry. If you'd like to give via uh, check or money order, you can write to the uh, address that will come on the screen and mail it, and we will greatly appreciate it. While you're at our website, though, there's all kind of products there. All of our books are there, and you can order our books. We haven't been saying much about product, but there's CDs, DVDs, all the materials there, and uh, it's available to you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us
0: the word repentance means to change your mind the message of john the baptist and of jesus was to repent for the kingdom of god is at hand the kingdom of god is accessed by a change in our thinking if you are in outer darkness there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth that reality is not always out in the distant future it is in people's lives right now one simple mind shift can move you out of darkness and weeping and into light and rejoicing God wants to wipe all tears from our eyes and replace our weeping with joy.